Welcome to the Wrong Kind of Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Martin, and today we have Beth Cannon with us. Hi, Beth. Thanks for joining us. I'm so happy to be here. My pleasure. I'm so excited to hear from you today because you have a lot going on. And um, well, here's my little my little intro for you is, is very, um, I, I think it's probably not all encompassing. So you can fill in the blanks for us, but you're you're a woman of faith. So so that that's a big part of your world. You're a wife, mom, entrepreneur and a trainer and coach for others um, in the early education field, early childhood education field. You're also a part of a women's ministry team, and and you are a chairperson for um, a, a child advocacy. Pro- is that right? Well, it's Stretch and Grow International. That's, that's my main company is Stretch and Grow. And so I am their global trainer, and I lead their advisory board as well. So it's a it's an international uh, organization of youth fitness instructors. I started doing it um, at the end of 1998. The company started in 92. So, oh. but it, since then, I've been one of their main curriculum developers, written all their training programs, all their learning, marketing, all of those things, in addition to all these other little things. Yes. So what, um, before we jump into all of that stuff, I'm I'm just so curious because you're you're an international speaker. You've you've you go all over the place. You, you you speak, but you also do some training. You do some coaching type stuff. So, what what are your secrets for time management <laughs> for your day to day life? Well, let me just take it off the plate of people who are in a different season than me. I'm an empty nester and have been for the last couple of years. And so, I mean, I've always been very um, you know, I mean, I've, I've had four jobs for probably as long as I can remember. My husband has worked full time with me for the last 17 years. So we very much and he started that when my son started kindergarten. My kids were in kindergarten, second grade. So bef- when I had littles, life was not quite so busy. So for those who are listening, who are like, oh, my gosh, I could never. I'm an empty nester now. And so but I am also very intentional with with a routine. And so um, my ninja skill is having a morning minute that matters. And it's not a minute. I mean, now it's, you know, now it's, it's grown. But just having that quiet time, that dedicated time with just me, the Lord, my Bible, and a cup of coffee, that really is my ninja skill. And so I've done that for many, many years. And I, I journal. And so I, I, I do believe that that discipline has I've lived a very different life because of that discipline because you know God has woken me up every single morning and I know where my strength comes from. So in knowing that I have this very specific morning routine and then you know just with time management you know time management comes it doesn't come naturally to me Megan I'll be really honest with you it doesn't it I have to be very intentional I mean I have a Google calendar I have a paper calendar I have Trello boards for everything so I have found ways that my brain works and I'm intentional about sticking with those systems I think that you sound a lot like me and people don't quite understand why I haven't jumped just full on board to my Google calendar but I still do have a paper pencil write it all out and I try to sync them up, but I, I need to have it. Yeah, I need to have it all out there in front of me so that I know what I'm doing every day. And 
I'm with you on the uh, what you call it a morning minute. I like that. morning minute moment. I mean, it's 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 long. I mean, you know, when I first started yeah. doing it, it was like I'm just going to read a devotional. I think back then I was reading my utmost forest highest by Oswald Chambers because that was the devotion of the early '90s. Right. But you know, as I've grown in my faith, I started doing you know just do, doing Bible studies. I've always been a journaler with my prayers. And I think it's because I'm a little ADD. And so I'll start praying and then I'll be like, okay, I need bread. And then I go off to the, then my mind goes down the grocery aisles and I forgot what I was praying about. So it's, it helps me to write down my prayers. And a really cool thing about that is that you're able to go back and see God's faithfulness because you wrote it down and you wrote your heart struggles and your cries out to God for help and wisdom and direction. And you can go back and see how I answered that. And that's a really cool piece of having had the discipline for so long. I love that. I've been I've been journaling my prayers for gosh since I was a teenager. So I do the same thing. I still have them all like packed away in my own private little bookshelf because you know they're personal. I don't <laughs> I don't want just anyone finding them. But right. but I do enjoy to go back and see the you know just see the answered prayers because sometimes you just need that. You need the well, uh, you know the comfort you know, of my, that. When my daughter graduated from high school, you know, all the moms had saved all the t-shirts and are making t-shirt quilts and all these meaningful things. I threw away all the t-shirts. So I went back, God led me to go back to my prayer journals and to pull out excerpts of things that I had prayed for my daughter her whole life, even before I was pregnant with her. And I was literally floored by God's faithfulness because of course, you know, over 18 years, you forget struggles and you forget things that you prayed and you forget, you know, these things that like you think you're going to die don't even matter in six weeks, right? Because <laughs> they just somehow get they somehow get worked out. But it was really neat because I was able to put together a book to just string together God's faithfulness over her life and just the way that my prayers were manifested. And wow, it was it was very, very powerful. What a what a really cool gift idea. I love that. I love that. And don't you think that just means so much to them when they when they're at that age and there's so much change going on in the world. It's it's nice to know that there was that constant mom's always praying. Right. Mom's always been praying. So, yes. So, okay. So, so you, you journal, you, you have your time for you. Super important. I think like that time to connect with God. If I miss that, it throws off my whole day. So I am completely with you on that. And you stay with your calendar. How is it for you when, I mean, she said you're, you're an empty nester. So life's a little different now. I, I have teenagers. So, uh, you know, we're, we're transitioning, we're getting there, but, um, how do you handle it when you have, um, you know, when life throws you curveballs? It happens. Well, you know, with with my career with Stretch and Grow, I've done Stretch and Grow for 23 years. And like I said, that's an that's my introduction into early childhood. I was a school teacher and a, well, then it was an aerobics teacher before I started doing Stretch and Grow. Had my daughter and transitioned from the full-time career, which I thought was going to be a little part-time mommy job, <laughs> turned out to be, you know, our family business. But you know, before COVID, you know, we had 40 to 45 instructors. So I've been managing a huge team, a remote team, a part-time team for many years. And so every single day seemed to throw really some really hard, really hard, hard challenges, you know, just being a business owner in any way, but then, you know, managing people and trying to lead a team. And so I think it kind of conditioned me to be ready to like, to, to like catch, you know, like I, I felt like I would start out every day with my catcher's men on being like, what's going to happen. And then I was at walk, I would literally feel like the enemy is nipping at my heels. Like, 
what's going to happen now, what's going to happen now, you know, but, and, and so that I think really propelled me into, you know, my, my, my discipline and my time with God and in my prayer time so that I could learn to react and not respond so that I could be the wife and the mom and the, and the friend and the business owner and the women's ministry leader or the Bible study leader, whatever season I was in. Um, But I I think I, I had conditioned myself over so many years to be ready to play a game of whack-a-mole, like what's going to happen today? I, you know, just ready. And I think when the pandemic hit, because of course everything shut down, I have right. four, four jobs, you know, our businesses, everything completely shut down. And it was traumatic. My husband and I were on our 25th wedding anniversary oh. and we left and we knew COVID was happening, but it was like mostly in Italy, right? right. We knew that it would, you know, there were a few cases here, but we're like, it's, we're, we're going to be fine. I mean, it's a cold, right? I mean, we're going to be fine. And then in the week we were gone, everything shut down. We came back. We got, we were going through and well, airports, you know, were, you couldn't eat at a restaurant. You couldn't, you could get no food at a restaurant. So it was just this really weird, weird time. But gosh, what I realized is how toxic that culture of hustle had become. And then when it all stopped, it was like, now, now what are we going to do? There's no hustle. There's no grind. And I missed it for a minute. But but on the other side of it, I realized there were some really toxic patterns that I had let happen in my life. Yeah, I agree. We in one of the blessings of COVID. Can you say that the blessings of COVID is that it, it, it caused us to slow down? You know, my my kiddo was home all the time. We spent more time together. And, you know, she's she just turned 13 like last month. And so you don't get that time back. So I was actually pretty thankful for just the extra time with her. I mean, yeah, sure. I hated, hate, we are travelers by nature. Like, you know, we, we don't travel far, but it's usually like every other weekend, we're kind of doing something like, you know, somewhere and it caused us to not be able to do that. And so we actually got COVID back in November and I don't know, it seemed like people weren't wearing masks all that much. And then we got sick. And so we missed a few weeks, you know, like, for me, it it wasn't like super serious, but it just made me tired all the time. So I didn't feel like doing anything, even if the option was there, I wasn't into it. But once we came back out on the other side, it was, everybody was wearing masks. And it was really strange to just like, you know, we basically missed a week or two. And so much changed in that time, even though we were so far into it, it just seemed like something about that moment. Everybody started wearing masks. Everybody was you know, just taking it a little bit more seriously. So my husband and I, a few times were like, what, what did we miss? <laughs> it, it just, it took us out of the game a little extra, even more so than, than what we already were. So anyway, we, we talked a little bit last night and I, we, I found out that we have a little bit of a, a common background. I taught middle school kids um, before I, uh, well, I met my husband and then I, I moved to Kansas, a state I swore I would never live in. And I, um, I decided I I didn't want to go back into the classroom. So I ended up in um, the early childhood education field. So I work with um, a a program that works with parents of early childhood kiddos and trying to prepare them for school. You um, left a a high school teaching career. Is that right? High school? Yes, I was teaching high school. But my first teaching job was seventh grade language arts. And so that you and I have experienced that what I refer to as that level of purgatory. (laughs) Oh, do you see? I love them. I love, I love them. My, it, I love the littles and the and the bigs. But I had honor. I had honors. I, well, I was at a Title One school. I had honors kids and I had regulars kid regulars kids. And so yeah, the kids were great. It was their 
parents that I was. Oh my gosh, I was just getting ready to say that. I was just getting ready to say that. Yes, the parent, the kids were wonderful, but those parents, it was, it was something else. So I was, I was ready for a change when that, when that time came. So how did you go about going from high school to, to these little ones? Well, like, like I mentioned, I, I had my daughter and so I was teaching school and I knew that I didn't want to go back into the classroom full time because uh-huh. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be home, but I didn't want to be home all the time. So that's when we bought our first franchise of Stretch and Grow because my background was, you know, of course, education, but I was also teaching fitness. So I really went into it to say, oh, well, I'm teaching adult fitness. I can just teach little fitness. And so that was kind of the initial, you know, pull to get me out of the classroom. And then, like I said, I thought it was going to be a mommy job and it ended up being this literal building of a, job a, job. a mini empire. <laughs> yeah. 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 What a crazy, uh, a crazy experience that you've had with that, though. So uh, what is it that you do with Stretch and Grow now? Like you said that you've, you manage, but that's not you probably didn't start out there, right? You didn't right. Start no, out I as started a, as out. Manager. <laughs> nope. I started out teaching the classes myself. And so when I very first started, I, you know, went out, you know, just shared the program with some schools. We had 17 schools say yes. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't teach 17 schools. So I hired a friend and then hired a few more friends. And then it just kind of grew. And then within a couple of years, we bought more franchises. So we now have 12 franchises in the Dallas Fort Worth area that started wow. it, like I said, in 98. And then um, in 2003, I went to the owners and I was like, hey, you know, we're doing so many different things. Could I revamp your training program? Because there were so many things that I've learned that I didn't learn as a new franchisee. And so they were like, absolutely. And they just kind of took me under their wing and they're like, whatever you think. And so they gave me free reign to create a training program, to help create curriculum. And so then I get to train new franchise owners. So that's where I really begin. And of course, I love teaching, right? So if you're a teacher, you're a teacher. So whether you're teaching high school English, junior high English, business owners, and it just opened up this, you know, this world of, you know, God had given me for, for, I don't have that many gifts, but for whatever reason, he gave me the gift of being able to run a successful stretch and grow franchise. And cause I'm just not that smart. And I, and he, and he just continued to bless and give me ideas and give me creativity. And then, um, you know, I started with that training, I started, you know, doing staff development and things like that. So it just kind of evolved into this big rolling ball and it just kept going and going and going. And then I got opportunities to speak internationally through Stretch and Grow. And so here we are 23 years later. What was your motivation? You know, at first you, you wanted to get out of the classroom and, and just to be, you know, uh, be able to be mom, right. Uh, More often than, than, than teachers do and so appreciate those teachers who who give up that that time with their families to to help our families but what what was your motivation to uh to make it bigger and better for yourselves what what besides just the um it sounds like you guys had a lot of local support the the schools wanting you and all of that i mean so were you kind of forced into expanding is that something that you were hoping no. for to begin with you know, I, I really, I mean, my goal was to make a thousand dollars a month. I mean, that was honestly, that was my initial goal because I wanted to get, I wanted to be able to buy my kids clothes from Jamboree. I wanted to be able to you to pay for a good photographer to take their pictures. And I wanted to be able to get my hair and nails done like that. If I could just pay for those things that, you know, that, that was what we would have needed, needed, you know, of course my husband was, he's got a master's in finance and he had a great job and he was working and we could live on his salary, but sure. I just wanted a little extra because I wanted to be the boss of me. And I didn't want him to, to because he's a master's in finance, he's very, you know, pays, 
attention to all the finances. So I was like, oh, you can't be in charge completely here. I need a little bit of my own spending money. So, but you know, so honestly, my motivation was to be there for my kids. They were my motivation. They were my why. And I just felt like God had a purpose for me with that. And then it became, okay. And and I'm an Enneagram three. So if you know anything about the Enneagram, I'm a three, which means I'm an achiever. So, you know, I didn't realize that, but once you, once you start to be successful, you're like, oh my gosh, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And then it it just became um, just like, I don't, it just kind of grew. And, and the intention, it was weird. It was just one of those things like God, I really just feel like I was on a train that I had prayed for God's will. And I felt like he put me on this train and said, okay, you just be faithful to me and I, and I'll be faithful to you. And so as the train went along, all of these things happened. I mean, I never intended to end up where we are now. Um, but it, I just felt, you know, it was just kind of in the plan and I just kind of showed up to go along for, for the ride. And then, but I'll tell you when my kids left, um, when I went off to college, I went through a really almost like a depression, like a funk because my why had gone away. And that was very, very, I mean, it's, I mean, they went to Waco. I mean, they're 73 miles away at Baylor university, (laughs) but my, and I remember, you know, my husband found me, you know, bawling on my daughter's bed and he was like, Beth, you've got to get a grip. You've got to get a hold of yourself because this is, you know, this is a new season and we've got to embrace the season. But it was very, very hard for me because I loved the energy and the joy that my kids being in my house brought me every single day. And so it was, it was hard. And so at that point I was like, now we've got to make a shift. So God, what is next? And again, this is, God knew all along that this pandemic was coming. And so he led me to start thinking, okay, I'm done. I'm doing all the speaking. The world is going online. I need, I want to do some digital, like I want to digitize some of the content that I do. So I did Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy to learn how to do that. So when the pandemic hit, we already had a website. We already had all of these things in motion. I had a few courses recorded. So it was it wasn't easy. It was still hard because I had so much to learn, but it was easier to transition to an online business. So when the COVID hit, and I had 10 speaking gigs that were canceled, I was able to move right. every single one of them online. Unbelievable. Awesome. It seems like God has put you, uh, he, he's trained you. You know, he, every time you you talk about where God's taking you on this, it, it feels like you're having your own for a time such as this moment. And Every day, you know, girl. Like, <laughs> how do you, you know, how else would you have known that all of that aerobic stuff would have eventually evolved into, you know, he, he clearly was training you how, how to do all this, how to teach, how to, how to put it all together. And, you know, and again, with you, you're already digitizing, is that the word? Digitizing everything, your content before you even needed to crazy how God works sometimes. Right. Yes. But that is, and again, I will say I'm, I'm not that smart. It's not like I had this vision and I knew where I was going. It was a daily discipline to get myself before God and say, show me because I don't know the next step. Yeah. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that time of children leaving the home. (laughs) So every time I talk to moms who have, who have gone through it, you know, fairly recently, I know that there's light at the end of the tunnel and that it just, you're right. It's a shift, but man, not something I'm looking forward to. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a hard shift. And then that's what we raise them. We teach and train our kids to leave. Like this is what they're, you know, this is what they're supposed to do. And, you know, people are like, you should be proud. Your kids are fine. At least they're, you know, they're going to college and they're, they have goals. And oh my gosh, of course, I'm so, I'm humbled. I'm thankful. I'm just beyond, and that they didn't choose to go too far away. Right. But it, so it's not that I, I don't have an abundance of gratitude for all of that, but I really do mourn the season, the loss right. of the season that I love so much. Yeah, absolutely. So you're also involved with uh, the women's ministry at your home church. Is that right? Well, yes. Yeah, since COVID, it's been kind of it's been kind of a dry a whole well. other game, to... isn't it? <laughs> yes, I get that. I'm I'm the youth leader at my home church, and um, just volunteer youth leader. And um, yeah, it's it's definitely changed some things. We're we're trying to grow back, but we we dropped significantly, and you know we had to change how things were going for a while. We were doing Zoom meetings for a little while, and all of that. How what is your role there, and and what did you you know what are you guys doing now that on this side of well, I, maybe we're not on this side of COVID yet, but you know what I mean. Closer to that. Well, side. it's 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 interesting, and you know, you your podcast is called the wrong kind of Christian, so I. I probably feel like that most of your listeners are over the goody goody gospel crew. I probably would think that with a podcast with a name like this, that maybe there's been some church hurt or, you know, just some toxic environments that Christians have been exposed to. And, you know, gosh knows, I've definitely been been a part of that. You know, I did at a a previous church, I was kind of a co-director of women's ministry. And it was when they say women's ministry is women's misery. (laughs) There was no lie. Like there, there was no lie about that. And it, it, well, it, it really was. And, you know, just, I had never experienced, you know, pouring my heart and soul into something. And then women meeting with my friend, Tana, who was my, my co-partner and saying, that was a disaster. We should never do that. Why did you put women in rooms with what they didn't know? Why did, why did you give assigned tables? But then you don't give assigned tables. Well, now so-and-so sat at a table by herself and no one talked to her. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you can't, you know, you can't win for losing. And so it was, you know, I learned a lot. It's not a negative if you learn something from it. Right. So, um, you know, and it, you know, there were some, you know, a, a little bit of, of toxicity and leadership and things like that. And so um, when, when we moved to a different church, but really on the insistence of my son, he, there was a, a plant church at his high school and that's where his friends were going. And he was like, I don't want to go to that church anymore. I really want to go to this church. And he was driving. And he, so he said, do you mind if I do that? Well, I didn't want to go to church without my son. My daughter had already gone to college. And so we, we were like, you know what, we're, we're in it with you, bud. We know, we know we've got two years with you. We're here. We're going to be here to support you. And it was kind of a good time. There was kind of a good, a good break in, in that time. And so I swore I would not be super involved in women's ministry as the leadership because I could not take that kind of judgment. I could not take that kind of criticism. I, I, I mean, I, I couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. And it, it hurt my heart because I saw the, the the leadership team and I saw everything that was poured into it for, you know, for these women. And, you know, and you know how, I mean, the enemy is so active in, you know, in, sure. in churches, you know, in trying to destroy things. But I really felt like my role would just be to serve. I don't want to be in charge of anything. And so, you know, the, the, the newer church that we went to, it's just basically a people in Jesus church. You know, it is not, there's no big programs. There's no big buildings. It's a plant church. It's a non-denominational church. And, you know, the heart is really just to bring the gospel to people. Sure. 
without programs, without fancy. And so when they started kind of the women's ministry, you know, they had asked me if I would be interested in helping. And I'm like, I don't want to be in charge. Like helping. <laughs> right. And so, you know, but it was this beautiful thing because, you know, the pastor's wife, you know, it was kind of her heart. And so, you know, right now, and to be honest, in COVID, we have not done anything. We've had a lot. We're in Texas. Okay. So we've had a lot of cases. You know, we tried the Zoom thing. We tried the Zoom meeting and it just didn't give the kind of, um, gumption, you know, that we, that we had hoped. So, you know, we're doing more small group, you know, more connecting in small groups and things like that. But, you know, with COVID it's, it's changed things. And so, you know, I think, you know, we'll get back to, you know, having events, you know, having events at coffee shops and what you hope and pray is that community is happening in smaller groups, but it, 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 unfortunately it just can't happen face to face right now. And that's where you just have to trust God to like put a place marker. Yeah where things once were. And then when it, it, when it does start to become, you know, more safe, because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to have a women's event and let it be a super spreader event. Right. Huh. I'll tell on myself a little bit here. I, my, uh, we're a few hours from Branson here and I, I grew up in that area, Branson area. So I, I, there was an event happening and I signed my kiddos up to go, um, kind of before COVID was COVID, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it mm-hmm. was there on the radar, but it wasn't the big, you know, shut right. down everything covered. So um, they went ahead and, you know, all of our summer camps, everything was canceled. Most of our fall camps were canceled. This was an event that happened um, just a few days between Christmas and New Year's. I went ahead and took my kids. Um, p- parents knew, you know, every, all of that. Um, oh, of course, it was a, uh, this was the first time that any of us had been to anything and a long time. And Lecrae was one of the performers <laughs> that night. And uh, it, of course, the, the news came, we made national news as a as a super spreader event. And we actually weren't we weren't it like, from what I, uh, you know, they haven't sent out any information about that. It's been a long time now since then. So I assume that they would have had to warn us and tell us, you know, they had social distancing. But of course, you know, teenagers at a Lecrae concert aren't Social distancing. Teenagers don't social distance. No, no. And I mean, they were masked. My kids were masked. I can't say that every kid there was masked because I, I wasn't in charge of every kid there. And and there were a few hundred of them there. But, um, you know, it, it was funny. I, my husband sent me the link while we were still there saying, hey, did you know you're at a super spreader? And I'm like, I did not. Thanks for... <laughs> can we not like spread that one out that, hey, Megan took the youth group to this massive super spreader event, but well, we and I will tell, okay. you're okay. And I'll tell you, my heart is really burdened for this season because people need community, you know, yes. people really, really, and truly, you know, need community. And so, you know, re- reaching out to the people that are, you know, that are closest in our circle, it's been so, you know, it's so difficult and it's just so challenging and, you know, to know how to pray for people, to know what, you know, to know what people need and to, to check on those people. So, you know, when they're, so it, and luckily we're a very, we're a very small church, but, you know, I know one of the things that, that are, I'm on the prayer team as well. And one of the things we're doing intentionally is every single person on the prayer team has someone to text during that week, whether they've given a request or not. And so our goal is over the next few months is so that every single person who is at our church is going to get a text message or a phone call from someone on the prayer team. You know, how are, what, what are your needs? How can we pray for you? And so that's something just small. So if, if your church isn't really doing anything, but you have the availability, you have, or you have the capability just to reach out and say, Hey, we're, we're here. We, you know, whatever you're going through, we're so sorry. Let's hold some space for that. Let's pray for you. 
And, you know, I think that's one of the big things is just let people know that you love them and that you care for them and that you're going to be so happy to see them when all this craziness settles down. We have started meeting together in person again. And um, that's, that's been really nice <laughs> to be able to see people. You know, we have like every other row kind of blocked off and, and yeah, we're not a, a very large church either. So we have the ability to, to do that in, inside our building. So that has been nice to, to see people, although there's still a lot of people just not coming because, you know, they're not comfortable with it. And that's, that's completely fine on them for that. But Beth, thank you so much for, for just talking with me today about all of this. I, I hope that people find encouragement in your, um, your structure and your routines and, and starting that. I really like your, um, what did you, your morning minute or morning, morning minute, minute morning moment? moment. moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That I think you should, uh, I think you should brand that and go with it and make it something cool because that's a really, uh, just a great name for a, for a cool concept that everyone needs to do anyway, because, you know, at least personally speaking, my day just doesn't go the same if I don't take that moment. So, well, and I also want to give some encouragement to anyone who might be listening that says, I'm not a morning person. I'm not, yeah. I can't do well, that. I'm not a morning person. Well, you know what? Be, be a Jesus person. Yeah. So we're, and, and honor your energy. Maybe you're not a morning person. Maybe it would be pointless for you to get up early. You know, maybe you're a midday person. Maybe you are an evening person for me, if I don't start my day that way, but don't let, I'm not a morning person, be an excuse, you know, to not make that appointment with God, because as believers, we can know what we humanly cannot know because the Holy Spirit can speak to us. And so when you ask God, you know, God, let the only spirit speaking to me today is the Holy Spirit. God, show me, you know, show me in my heart. And I don't mean an audible voice. You know what, sure. you, know, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, when you, when you get in the word, he speaks through his word, through your prayers, through your circumstances and through other people who are believers and who know you and who love you. And when all of those things begin to line up, that's God speaking to your heart. And I am proof that over the 50 years of my life, he has led me in directions that I never, ever, ever would have chosen on my own. I mean, I would not choose to be where we are financially with COVID, you know, with our businesses shutting down and us, you know, us being home, I would have never, ever chosen that. But when you choose to say, okay, God, this, this is no surprise to you. What am I supposed to do now? And he, but he leads and directs and he, he certainly has not given me a vision of like a 30 day uh, roadmap, (laughs) but you know, he'll tell us what we need to do for this day. If you just put yourself in a position to listen. Right. Absolutely. I feel like that's an amen moment. Amen. As my preachers say, amen and amen. (laughs) (laughs) Beth, where can, where can people find you? Cause you have some, you're on social media. Where can they find you to? Yes. So I mostly hang out on Facebook. It's uh, at bethcannonspeaks.com. That's my speaking page. And then um, for anyone in the early education sector, faith-based nonprofit, we have a Facebook group. So if you just Google faith-based NPOs, um, that Facebook group will come up. It's a very, the sweetest community on Facebook. And then also right now we have a summit going on. It's leaderslounge.solutions and it's a summit. It's a it's an online summit for early childhood. And then of course, Stretch and Grow, it's sngfitness.com. And that is my that is my baby that's, you know, we're, we are back to 23% of that business, but, you know, God willing, it'll slowly crawl back. We're back with our small but mighty team and, you know, but it will, it will, it will. Yeah. Once we get through it all, it will. Um, Guys, I will link those for you in the show notes. Don't forget that next week we are finishing up our Hebrews study with chapter 13. And I look forward to chatting with you all then. Bye.